Well, it's that time of year again, where we trade our tank tops for sweaters, our lemonade for pumpkin spice lattes, and we trade the garden veggies for something a little heartier. And we dust off our front porch so we can make space for 1,329 pumpkins. <laughs> Is that you? Have you gotten your pumpkins yet? I have not gotten any pumpkins yet, and it's been a little bit hard to want to do that because it has been so glorious here in the Pacific Northwest. The days are starting crisp, but wow, are they nice and warm and sunny and bright and absolutely lovely. But I know soon enough, the days are going to grow cooler. They are definitely growing darker. And as we transition from the outside weather, our bodies make a change too. We do trade those warmer weather clothing items to something that is cooler, something that will help us feel more comfortable in that transition. And I don't know about you, but I definitely start craving heavier foods in the wintertime or in the fall and winter, almost like a chipmunk storing up for winter. I am not necessarily interested in having my smoothie for lunch, but I want something just a little bit more warm, maybe a little heartier. And that craving, I think, is natural. It's a natural instinct. We're going to harness those natural transitions that our bodies normally make in the seasons as we decorate the inside of our home. So grab something warm to drink, grab a notebook and a pen, and get cozy for today's show. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is, but our culture has shifted and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home, it's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating, Goodwill shopping budget, and I learned a few things along the way, like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank, and I'm sharing it all with you. Tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style, where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. Anytime there is a big season change, I like to take stock of what's happening inside of the home. And when I mean season change, I mean big season change, like summer to fall, not necessarily spring to summer. And I also mean winter to spring, not necessarily spring to summer. Those are gentle transitions, but those jarring transitions, those ones where we need to put on extra layers of clothing or take off extra layers of clothing, where things are blooming or things are receding into dormancy. That's what I'm talking about, those dramatic season changes. And we are upon one right now as we transition from summer into fall. And as those transitions are happening outside, I like to take stock of what happens out there so that we can mimic those things inside, inside of our home. Because what I know is that those days of really bright light and warm air, those days are either long gone or coming quickly to an end. And 
outside, we are retreating just a little bit more inside. We're changing all of those warm weather clothing items to something that will keep us more comfortable in the cooler weather. And sometimes our activity level goes down a little bit. We're taking all of those observations that we have, generally speaking, when we have a big transition, and we're taking those inside today. So I do want you to make sure you have a notebook and a pen because we're going to take a few notes today. So how do we create a cozy space inside of your home, a cozy space that is reflective of fall, reflective of what's happening outside? How do we create that? Here's what we're going to do first. What I want you to do is I want you to write down all of the things that you notice about fall time everything that you notice. And if you can categorize those things, that would be better. And I'm going to give you a hint. If you're not sure what those categories might be, you might think about the five senses. What are things that you think about when you think about what you see during fall, what you hear, what you smell, what you taste, what you touch? What are the things that you observe? And then I want you to make one more category. And I want you to think about mood or we could put feeling, whatever you want. But I'm going to use the word mood for my category. And I want you to be thinking about those six things. So if you need to pause here, take a walk, take your spiced latte and walk around the block and take in the sights, the smells, the taste, the touch, the sounds of fall, and then come back because we are going to get to work recreating those things you see outside on the inside. When I did this activity the things that are on my list are quite lengthy. There are a lot of them. And I know that if I categorize them, they're going to look maybe, maybe similar to what you have. Some are going to fall into two categories and some are going to fall into just one. How I interpret fall according to the senses may be very different than the way you do. And that is okay, and it's actually really good because your interpretation of what you feel fall to be like is going to help you bring fall into your home in a way that is personalized to you. So let's start with sound. The things that I put on my list for sound when I think about what it is that is indicative of fall, I think about crackling fires, wind rustling through the leaves on the trees, I think about rain falling, especially here in the Pacific Northwest. But when I translate those sounds into maybe a playlist, I'm thinking about music that is just a little bit moodier, a little less upbeat, a little less spunky. It's just a little bit more relaxing. It might be great background music. It might be more instrumental. Those are the things that kind of conjure up fall images to me. But what about you? What is it that you think about when you think about fall sounds? When we think about taste, I think about things that are growing. Apples, pears, pumpkins. I think about cinnamon. I think about other spices like cloves and nutmeg. I think about maple, like maple syrup. I think about chai tea. I think about salted caramel. I think about all of those things when I think about taste. And some of those will even carry over into the smell. So let's go there next. When I think about smells in the fall, I think about apples and spices. I think about pumpkin, but 
pumpkin by itself, not necessarily. It's really more the spice. I think about wood fire smoke and a more pleasing scent inside of the home. Not necessarily wood fire, but maybe tobacco. I think about cinnamon. I think about clove. I think about vanilla. When I think about things that I see, I'm thinking in terms of colors, reds and oranges. I'm thinking about burnt oranges, yellows. I'm thinking about wood tones and even just wood in general. I'm thinking about things that I both see and can touch. Things that feel super cozy, like flannel or cable knit sweaters. I'm thinking about down. I'm thinking about chenille and wool. Those are things I can both feel and I can and I can see. And I'm also thinking about the way things look a little bit darker. They get a little bit moodier during the day, even in the morning time when the location I live in is enveloped in fog. So it feels a little bit moody and like we're settling in for a nice cozy hug. I think about ambient lighting, the lights that come on outside just a little bit earlier and the way that some of those warm lights can just make the space feel the outdoor space feel a little bit less dark on a long fall night. And there are so many other things that I've observed, and I'm sure there are many more things that you've observed on your list of all the ways that fall triggers your senses as well as mood. Make sure you add that sixth one. And I want you now to think about how we can translate all of those things into an indoor setting. But before we do that, I am going to add one layer of complexity here because I know that pretty soon after fall, we're going to transition right into winter. And sometimes when you are designing for your fall space, knowing that that fall space is going to flow seamlessly into winter, also knowing too that we have a few big holidays that are landing right smack dab in the middle of this transition. So I like to think about how what I create for fall can carry over. It's not necessarily Halloween. For me, it is more fall. And I like to see how those things, maybe the base layers can translate and carry over into the base layers for Christmas. So what does that mean if you think your colors for fall are orange and bright yellow and burnt orange, but for Christmas, they are more reds and greens, the traditional reds and greens. So I do want you to be mindful of how you can carry over what it is you're thinking about for this fall season. And if any of the foundation that you're creating there can make space for that transition into winter. So what do I mean by that? When I say decorate for this season with the next season in mind, here's an example. Last spring, as I was transitioning from winter into spring, things changed dramatically, kind of like they are now in those big transition seasons. And I I took my winter out and I brought in spring. And for me, spring feels very fresh. It feels fresh and alive and green and vibrant. And it also feels pink. <laughs> Can a season feel pink? And I knew that I wanted those two colors in those color palettes to carry over into summer. But I started heavy, heavy green, and then I transitioned into more and more pink. So my my base layer, my foundation layer in spring was green, but I brought in more and more and more pinks 
as it got warmer and warmer and warmer. And as it did get a little bit warmer, I brought in another layer of yellow, just a little bit of vibrant pop of color. And when I say brought in, I don't mean I painted the walls. I don't mean that I changed out furniture. I mean that I added a yellow tassel to my lamp or I traded out my white blank, my white blanket for my green blanket or I traded out my my wintry white pillow and I had a light pink pillow that came in with some greens and yellows on it. That's what I mean by bringing in those colors. We're not changing our entire color scheme. We are just complementing what we already have. When you have anchor pieces in your home that are neutral enough that you can mix and match and change and bring in that bring new pieces in and swap pieces out, when you have that anchor piece that is foundationally speaking a neutral, you're able to change with the seasons pretty seamlessly. And if you're wondering what I mean by anchor piece, quick quick cliff note version is that an anchor piece is a piece in your home that is either too costly to change every couple of years, or it is built in. And all of the extra things, the peripherals are the things that we are bringing in to complement the anchor pieces. These are the nuances of design and they bring the big punch. They're they're small pieces, but they they pack the mighty punch. So when your anchor pieces are foundationally neutral, and I don't mean white, I don't mean tan, I don't mean light gray, I just mean a Um, a color that can play really well with the other colors that you bring in throughout the rest of your, the rest of the seasons, it's going to allow for a continuity of design as the seasons change. Take this for example, if your, if your sofa is a deep chocolate brown, that might lend itself really nicely to a fall color palette. But as you transition into Christmas, or winter, I should say, but you want to bring in some of those traditional Christmas colors, reds and greens, silvers, golds, those colors might not carry over and, and the peripheral colors of the, the colors of those peripheral pieces might not play very nicely with the anchor that is deep cocoa. But if we had, for example, a light gray couch, those, sometimes those colors can play nicely in fall, as well as in winter with some of those Christmassy colors. Now, does this mean that any of you who have a cocoa colored couch need to go and toss it into the fire? No, don't do that. (laughs) But what it means is you might want to think about if you think, why do my Christmas decorations not look as good as what they do in fall? You might want to think about that. What color is your anchor piece and is your anchor piece fitting with the color scheme, the color palette you have in mind for the season or the holiday that you are decorating for? And sometimes that is the piece that isn't necessarily working well. It doesn't mean you have to go and change it. Remember, anchor pieces are pieces that are too costly to change every couple years. But the next time you replace that couch, maybe that could go into your design plan. What does that mean for all of those lovely pieces you have in mind for the seasonal decorating? Well, you might have some options. One option is a slipcover. Another option is to maybe think about changing some of your peripheral accent pieces. Instead of reds and silvers, because those might clash just a little bit with the deep cocoa brown, you might have 
a more cream based something that will lighten the couch and then you have just a teeny tiny bit of red instead of so so heavy red you might have you might flip-flop it and have more creamy 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 with a little teeny tiny bit of red so as you are thinking about how you are going to be bringing fall into your home decorating this fall think about a color palette that you not only see in nature but that will go well with the anchor piece that you already have remembering that any colors that you bring in should be repeated about three times in one vantage point, in one one area where you can see, where you can scan and see that area. You want it to be repeated about three times so that it doesn't become an accidental outlier. So if I'm bringing orange in as an accent piece, I want to make sure that I don't just have one orange candle, that I have a couple repeating elements of orange, and it doesn't have to be three candles. It can be an orange plaid blanket, it can be an orange candle, and it can be an orange pumpkin. The more repetition you have in color, in texture, in wood tone, In all of these individual design elements, the more repetition you have, the more cohesive it is going to look. Now, keep in mind that there can be also a fine line between repetition and too much of a good thing. So kind of like that illustration of the pumpkins on the front porch. We don't need 1,479 pumpkins to illustrate that we are bringing fall into our home. So remember, too much of a good thing is sometimes just too much. So as you continue to think about bringing fall into your home, think about the ways that you can add touches of your five senses. How can you create a scent in your space that makes you feel like fall? How can you add a layer of depth and warmth and texture to that by adding things that you can feel or things that you can see, things that you can maybe even taste? Thinking multidimensionally is going to create a cozy space and create that mood that feels like you're being enveloped in that cozy cocoon, like fall often feels, like dipping into your your warm sweater on the first cool day is going to feel. So as you are bringing in all of those decorating ideas that you have in mind, think one layer deeper. Think one more texture. Think one more light source. Think one more, one more. And again, it doesn't mean too much of a good thing. It doesn't mean that you have to have one more pumpkin, one more pumpkin, one more pumpkin. And goodness, I am just... Let's stop for one second on the pumpkins because I was scrolling through Pinterest re- just recently and I am I am admittedly going on a sidetrack here. I was scrolling on Pinterest and those images are so pretty. And this year I feel like it is just a little bit more tame than what we've seen in the years past. But I stopped on a few images and I counted the pumpkins on the front porch and I counted the highest number I counted today was 35. And I'm saying this is this year's image. I know in years past, it has been much more than 35. It's been pretty exorbitant. And again, they make really, really pretty pictures. But it made me stop and think about two things. One was the the expense for having so many pumpkins. I did some quick guesstimating and of the image where I saw 35 pumpkins and I guessed that maybe the average price would be about $8. That is $200 and about $60 for 
from porch decorations that are just going to rot. I don't know that you can use all of those pumpkins, especially the blue ones and the white ones, for making pie or making pumpkin puree. <laughs> but it also made me think about the intention, the intentionality behind that decorating. So don't forget about that. Their intention in these photos might be to make the pretty picture. It might be to get the follower. It might be to land a couple more likes on their Pinterest page or take them back to their blog so that they can read the blog post for how they created the beautiful picture. But what is your intention? What is your intention when you set out to create and bring in fall into your space? Is it a feeling or is it more than that? If you want that cozy feeling, that layered feeling, that enveloped in warmth, in a warm hug feeling, what are the layers that you can get there? Think through all of that homework we did, that walking we did, and the investigating of the way that you observed fall through your senses, and how can you create that intentionality by bringing in those elements and adding layer upon layer so that you can have whatever that intentional feeling that you want to create this fall in your space. As you craft your fall inspired home and you set intention and feeling for the space that you want to create, I encourage you to come and share that with us over in the Facebook community. Share with us what it is that you found outside that inspired you to create the inside just like it. Was it something you smelled? Was it something that you can touch or you can feel? Show us over there on the Facebook community. Some of you listening may be thinking you wish that you had a way to create the cozy looking home all year round, not just in fall. Do you wish that there was a way to take what you see on Pinterest or on HGTV and recreate it in your own home, creating cozy, cohesive spaces that flow seamlessly from room to room? I know what it feels like to walk through my front door and want to turn right back around again, to feel restless, unsettled, uninspired, like you know there are changes to be made, but you just don't know where to start or what to do. Imagine if there was a roadmap for you to follow, a guide for you to know what changes to make and when to make them, and imagine those changes not costing more than your most recent trip to Target. That's why I created Design SOS a home decorating coaching call where I help you step out of overwhelm and start creating a comfortable, cohesive looking home. A home that you are excited to come home to. A home that you stop and stare in the amazement of what you just created. You'll be able to take that brave first step of starting, taking one step, then another toward having the lovely home you dream about from the images that you keep pinning on Pinterest. Only this home is yours. You'll walk away with a rock-solid idea of what you want your home to look and feel like and a design action plan to help you get there with accountability and support along the way. So if you're ready to take that brave first step out of design overwhelm and into action, creating the home that you've only dreamed about, why wait? I have four spots available for the month of October. Four spots available for a buy one, get one free coaching session. You get one hour with me, and then you get another one free. So if you're ready to take action on creating your cozy, cohesive looking home, book that call over at figandfarmathome.com forward slash book hyphen a hyphen call. I'll see you there. Hey, real quick before you go. 
If you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.